Hello, welcome to the Creative Writing Life Podcast. I'm Justin Sloan. And I'm Paul Zeidman. I'm happy to introduce our special guest today. He's uh, here to talk about his product slash company story origin. Uh, let's say hi to Evan Gao. Evan, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having having me on. I'm excited to be here. Good. We're happy to have you here. Yeah, man. So Evan and I met at this year's 20 Books Vegas show, which there will never be another one of because they've changed the name. So <laughs> oh, call something else. <laughs> and ownership. Uh, so yeah, it'll be something quite different, I'm, I'm pretty sure. But uh, yeah, Evan, um, we always, like we mentioned, do our little, what have we been watching or reading or listening to or whatever. So we'll go first. So you have time to think about it if you haven't yet. Uh, I'll just say I started watching Hello Ladies, I think it's called, on Max. Let me just pull it up. Yeah, Hello Ladies with Stephen Merchant. And uh, my wife and I are always looking for comedies and, you know, just to like clear our brains at the end of the day. This one didn't work for us in that way, but it does work for me on my own. Uh, it didn't work for us because we're always wanting to be happy. And the, the episode structure is tries to pick up on ladies, fails miserably the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so not exactly a happy ending, uh, but it's still fun. Still so fun to watch on my own. Recommend if you're not looking for that happy picker upper every single time, but just want to laugh a little bit. Okay. Uh, I've got two things. Uh, one is for some reason that I still cannot fathom, uh, Disney Plus is carrying uh, the latest, uh, newest releases of Doctor Who from the BBC, even though the other stuff is on Max. So my wife and I watched uh, the first two of the new David Tennant episodes, and they have the new Doctor, uh, Judy Gawa, uh, his thing was this past Saturday. We haven't watched that one yet just because her work schedule has been so hectic. So we're going to hopefully watch that soon. I've uh, been enjoying it so much, uh, but you know, we also liked David Tennant the first time around. So that was cool. And this is a movie that if you get the chance to see it in the theaters, you have to because it's the most effective on a big screen with like that really powerful sound system. Godzilla minus one uh, that, okay. uh, you know, We've seen a lot of the other Godzilla movies, and this one is so different from those in that it's really about the people. Uh, it's all set right after World War II and Japan's loss, so it's the country trying to get back on its feet. And it really focuses on the people, and Godzilla really isn't... He's a part of the story, but he's like... It's a literal force of nature. It's almost like Jaws, in a way, that uh, you know, got this gigantic lizard that comes and terrorizes them, but that's only a small portion of the movie. The rest of it's about the characters. And uh, I've seen a lot of the Godzilla movies. Like, I think this really ranks right up there with like the very first one from like, what's it like 54 that it's just so well done. And I think at the budget was like $15 million and the guy who wrote it and directed it also was in charge of the uh, visual effects. It's just amazing work that if you get the chance to see it in the theater, just go, you, you will not regret it. It's, it's a lot of fun. I already missed my chance. Thanks a lot, Paul. What do you mean? <laughs> my buddies invited me, and I was like, ah, I don't really feel like it. So that oh, you sense. have to, you have to go see it. This is not <laughs> it's not like a, a typical uh, silly Godzilla movie. This one's very go. serious. And I like Japanese, so hey. There you go, and it's all subtitles, <laughs> yeah, so you you don't even need the <laughs> subtitles. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen a, a Godzilla movie, but I yeah. I like Godzilla. Um, I love, I think you'll like this one too. I uh, just finished, my wife and I just finished uh, season four of Sex Education. Have you guys heard of this one? Uh, that's on Netflix, on, yeah. On Netflix, yeah. It's a very good uh, comedy about, you know, teenagers trying to <laughs> figure out their hormones and sex and uh, uh, adults as well. <laughs> uh, so it's yeah. it's quite funny. I really enjoy it. Is that yeah. the last season of that? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So season four is the last season that they're producing. And so, uh, yeah, you, if you watch it, you don't have to worry about, uh, oh, man, now I'm going to have to wait for the next season, right? <laughs> so so you got all four seasons and and then you can be you binge it and be done. But uh, yeah, my wife and I both jo- both enjoyed it a lot. Well, that's cool. That's cool. And then the new doctor, Judy Gatwa, he was on that. Sh- he was on that show. Oh, all right. The um, I, I haven't really recognized any of the characters from any of the from from other shows except for like one of the kids moms is uh she is like the owner of the soccer team in ted lasso if you've seen ted lasso oh, yeah. the the oh. owner of the soccer team the football team is it like Han- hannah is, waddingham uh that might be right really I'm not, tall I'm not sure tall statuesque blonde lady blonde la- yes she oh, okay. is she is oh. the mom of one of the kids in the show and so okay. it's like oh, nice. a very different role so it's kind of interesting <laughs> also okay. where else was she she was the crazy nun lady from uh game of thrones who did shame shame on cersei or something like that oh so, wow yeah another quite different role so she's very diverse this yes actress. yes as one requires to be okay so evan uh so okay i i'm intrigued to know how you guys connected at uh, what used to be called was it 20 books mm-hmm. yeah. the con the conference in vegas but okay so when justin told me okay this guy evan he wants is he'd be a great guest on the show he's got this this uh resource for writers but evan's not a writer that's how he described it. So, okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself since you're not a writer. So how did you get into developing this, uh, this very unique resource for writers? Yeah. So I used to write short stories back in high school. Um, so I've always sort of had an interest in writing. And then in college, I got interested in tech and software and entrepreneurship. And then I went and I worked for a few years. And at a certain point, I was like, okay, now's the time to make the leap. If I'm going to try and and do something, build something, now's the time. Uh, So I went and I I wanted to get back into writing and then build tools for writers at the same time. And I went and I talked to a bunch of writers and, uh, you know, brought them my idea. And and they told me, okay, here's the, here's the tools that I'm using. I use, you know, this thing for building my mailing list and getting new subscribers. I use this other thing for, Uh, building a review team. I use this other thing for creating universal book links to make sure my readers end up in the like correct Amazon storefront and stuff. And then use some combination of like Facebook groups and Google forms to arrange newsletter swaps with other authors. And I was like, Oh, okay. I see the problem. You've got like, I mean, and that was not, that was, that was like the beginning of the list. I was like, okay, you've got like five services. You've got eight spreadsheets. I see the problem here. Uh, So I set out to build a sort of a one-stop shop that does it all. And had I told you at the time that I was going to build something that does it all, you probably would have said, Evan, I don't believe you. And that's the nicest way you would have put that (laughs) (laughs) without being, without thinking, Evan, you're crazy. Um, uh, But yeah, so, so here we are, here we are, uh, uh, like five years later now and Story Origin does a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, so that's how I that's how I came to it. Okay, so what so what was the process for putting it all together? I mean, you you said you had all these different, uh, I guess, services that were uh, that writers would need or that you thought would be good to make available. So what was the process for kind of like you know compiling a collection? Kind of like okay, I think this would be good and this would be good. Or were there 
And were there aspects like people said you thought, oh, this would be really good. And people like, no, I don't need that. Or like something that maybe didn't work that didn't turn out to be such a great idea. And so that kind of like helped shape it up to what it is now. So the first set of features that I built on storage and in, in, in general um, as well is I don't necessarily try to uh, come up with very unique new things on story origin per se a story origin does a lot of things which are quite unique and helpful um but they're not trying to get authors to do something that they don't already do exactly so a lot of it is about taking existing behaviors and then just trying to simplify them and make them a lot easier for authors to implement so for example like one of the features on store origin is for beta copies. So the way that a lot of authors used to handle this is, okay, I'm going to send a word doc out to my five friends or readers. And, and then those readers will come back and tell me what they thought of it. A lot of the times the feedback back that you get is like, it was great. I loved it. And then you as the author are left with like, okay, but I need a little bit more than that. Um, and then so like, so then, so then the author goes, okay, how can I solve this for the next time? So then the next time is, okay, I'm going to send out the first five chapters to my five beta readers and then have them answer this Google form. And okay. then, and then I'll send them the next five chapters, right. And sort of like get them, get them to give a little bit more, get, get a little, give a little bit more feedback that way. So story origin, instead of having to do with like a ton of email and Google forms and like keeping track of who's at what point, story origin does all that automatically. So you upload your manuscript to story origin and then readers have to leave feedback on each chapter to unlock the next chapter on oh, story okay. origin. Um, and then you can like insert questionnaires between chapters if you want to ask like, okay, what did you think about these five chapters as a whole or something or this character arc or, uh, you know, this storyline, et cetera. Okay, I'm just looking through like the the selection. I mean, there's a lot here. To, it even says everything an author needs in one place. Review copies, and you just mentioned beta copies, reader magnets, audio promo codes, universal retail links, direct downloads. Now, here's one uh, I think uh, this one I'm going to guess like might have uh, attracted a lot of attention, custom links and website builder, because I know that a lot of writers that, you know, you have to market yourself. So you need to create your own website. And a lot of like, oh, you know, I don't want to have to go through Squarespace or Wix or, you know, and does this help make the process easier for writers? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so many authors have never built a website before. That's not part of their like skill set, right? right? And then they need to, they need to either make the choice between hiring someone and paying thousands of dollars or doing it themselves and it taking a ton of time and probably not going to result in something that they necessarily even like, even though they did it themselves. Right. Sure. Um, and so with story origins, website builder feature, you can essentially like take those landing pages that you built on story origin, like the reader magnets, the universal retail links, all that stuff, and then compile it on to a single page and it so it has just all of your books and series and things. And then, uh, yeah, so that process takes about 30 seconds. Just say, yeah, I want this universal book link, this, you know, book series, whatever on story origin. And then it all compiles it onto one page. So it takes about 30 seconds. Um, and then you can host it on your own domain as well. So you can have that 
that page with all of your books listed on you know, www.evangow.com or what have you. Sure, sure. Okay, so I have uh, one more question that I'll toss it over to Justin. So uh, I'm also looking through uh, other sections that you have one that I had I would imagine is also very attractive to uh, writers is about mailing list and newsletters. Mm -hmm. That, you know, this is a lot, this is something like I even, I get a couple of newsletters, uh, you know, for me, for the screenwriting community, that a few script consultants, they'll send out a newsletter, like, here's some great stuff I read, and here's some advice for you. So how has the reaction been to that? I mean, have, uh, as have the writers gotten back to you said, Oh, this, this has made my life so much easier. This is great. You know, I've gotten so many more new readers as a result of this. Yeah, absolutely. That is the feature that Story Origin started with. So Story Origin is, has been in, you know, active de development for, you know, five, six years now almost. Um, and I'm just about to release another huge new feature. <laughs> um, so it will it will never stop. But uh, but that was the first one that I got started with was being able to put up a reader magnet landing page. So a reader magnet is usually a free story or book that you give away when someone signs up to your mailing list. And so you can create a landing page for that on Story Origin. And then Story Origin handles getting the file to the reader on whatever their preferred reading device is and handling any tech support should the reader run into any trouble with that. So you as the author don't need to worry about like, oh, okay, what, you know, what kind of file, what kind of device, blah, 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 blah. Story Origin handles that for you. Um, and so, so that's what Story Origin started with. And that is probably what most authors come to story origin um for when they're starting out they hear i need to build a mailing list from all of their other author friends and then their author friends are like you should get on story origin that's a great place to start building your mailing list um and i would i would say that like that is actually how most authors learn about story origin because i do very 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 little marketing <laughs> basically no marketing um other than maintaining my own mailing list and le letting authors know about like what feature updates and in in you know providing like case studies from authors and stuff i'll do that as well um but that's pretty much the only marketing i do and so most of it is from other authors saying like use story origin. It is fantastic. Like it'll help you build your mailing list. And then, and, and so they get started with that feature and then they, they, they branch out and do the other stuff usually from there. So you've gotten a lot of great testimonials about, Oh, this is, this is so easy. This has really helped and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's great. That's, that's really good stuff. I mean, like as, as we just were discussing before, you know, we've got legitimate author, uh, Justin Sloan here that, you know, <laughs> he's, he's got his own uh, stuff to market, so, I mean, so what, so yeah, I assume you guys did not know each other uh, when you went to Vegas, you just met and then Justin, you must've really liked uh, what story origin had to offer. And Evan, he's just a cool guy. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. I mean, he seems cool. I've heard of story origin many times before. I think even before we started chatting, I was sitting down at one of these like meetup dinners and somebody was talking about story origin and how they're using it. I was like, Oh, great. And so, of course, it seems like a natural uh, fit for our audience. And and actually, I, I would I would first I'll start off with you already mentioned like what most people go to your uh, site for. And I want to ask if you have thoughts for how game writers or indie game developers or any any other people besides the indie author community could use it. But I'll let you think on that for a sec while I ask a simpler question, kind of maybe, which is if you were starting off right now, uh, or if you were like me, an author who's done very well over the years, but right now is in a slump, <laughs> uh, 
Like, how would you jump into story origin to be like, all right, here, I'm going to make my plan. I'm going to strategize. I'm going to come in swinging. Uh, what would you do with that? Say, or in your own situation, you might start publishing some novels someday. Turn those short stories into novels or have a new one coming out. What would you do to jump in swinging? Yeah. So, um, so if you go to the story origin dashboard, like as an author, you'll see three text boxes there. One is says, build your mailing list. The next one says find reviewers and the next one says increase sales. And if you click on one of those text boxes, it'll give you a checklist of go here, do this, go here, do that, go here, do that. Nice. Um, and so, so those text boxes are in that order and they're numbered as such, uh, because that's the way that I think that you ought to uh, set things up. So mm -hmm. I would start with, you know, to, to get into what those, you know, what those suggestions would actually be is when you, when you get on, it would be build your mailing list, right? So set up that reader magnet landing page where you can, you can get people on your mailing list with a, a free story and then uh, set up, set up cross promotions with other authors to promote that reader magnet um, because you need some way for readers to actually discover that you have this free story out there to begin with and setting up cross promotions can be extremely valuable. So those sure. come in two forms, group promos or newsletter swaps. So a group promo is where you, me, and let's say 20 other authors in our genre will all list our books on a single landing page and we'll all promote that single landing page together. And so all of our reader magnets are listed there. And so some readers from your mailing list are going to see my reader magnet and sign up to my mailing list to get it. So my readers will see your reader magnet and sign up to your mailing list to get yours. And so we're all building our mailing lists together. And then a newsletter swap just jump is... in there real quick. Yeah, I was, just, I was just saying, yeah, like this is like when I was doing well, that was how it was all about. It's always about like interacting with, and that's one reason you get kind of burnt out if you're not using something like Story Origin because you just get sick of calling up your friends over and over again, and be like, hey, can you share it again? Can you share it again? And yeah, it gets exhausting. So having something like Story Origin is great to be able to kind of handle that for you and take care of part of that process. Continue. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And in in the other the other type of cross promotion is a newsletter swap, which is a direct one to one cross promotion between authors. So. I'll promote one of your books in one of my upcoming newsletters. If you promote one of my books in one of your upcoming newsletters, um, that, that does not mean we're like sharing our subscriber information with each other or anything like that. All I'm agreeing to do is put the link to one of your books in my newsletters, right? I'm not actually sharing any like emails or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, so put up your reader magnet, join group promos, join newsletter swaps that will that will, you'll be set for like three months, just like focus on building your mailing list. Um, I see, and, and that brings me to like a mistake that I frequently see with authors who are just getting started is they're like, I need to get sales. I need to make money. That's the first thing I need to do. And then they just focus on that, 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 right. Um, and I think that's a mistake for a lot of authors who are just starting out to go immediately to sales because you'll find if you send a bunch of traffic to like your Amazon page, if you have no reviews on your book, the conversions are going to be horrible, right? No one's going to buy the book because there's no social proof that it's a good book. So you have to, you have to first make sure you can get some reviews on your book. And then it's like, okay, how do I get reviews on my book? Well, you can send out review copies to your audience and so that you can build a review team so that when you launch a book, ahead of publication date even, you'll have people who have read the book and are ready to go po post a review of it on day one. Like, okay, but how do I build a review team? It's like, 
Well, the first thing you do is go build a mailing list and then ask those people that you've built a mailing list from to be a part of your review team, right? So it always it always goes back to start with building a mailing list. And then from there, these other things will fall out of that naturally, right? Building review team and then and then like increasing sales uh, and, and sending people to your, you know, wherever, whatever retailers you have your book available for purchase at. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, so I see some cool stuff on here on your website. I think it's your website, <laughs> like uh, testimonials and somebody talking about how they went from, you know, nothing to six to full-time author in six months or less than six months. And that's great. Cause that also does like the walkthroughs kind of like how you're talking about more in a, 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 you know, storytelling style. So people can follow it better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Things like the audiobook codes. Do you find, so I'm going to ask about like your kind of uh, uh, best practices and, and maybe uh, lessons learned or something. So like I worry about sharing, like I've been on some of these websites before where you get audiobook codes out to audiences and whatnot, and then you end up getting like random bad reviews because they're not really your right audience. Is is there something built in to kind of account for that? Or Yeah. So um, Story Origin, you can distribute those audiobook promo codes to get reviews on your audiobooks. And the way that works is you put the page up on Story Origin and then you can send traffic to it either, you know, through your own mailing list or by group promos or newsletter swaps, oh, okay. cool. or you can list it in a public directory on Story Origin and a few people might find it that way. And so when someone requests an audiobook promo code from you, they say where they intend to leave a review, Amazon, Goodreads, BookBub, etc. And if they say they're going to leave a review on one of those platforms, they would also leave the link to their reviewer profile. And so when you as the author get that request, you can see, okay, they're planning to leave a review on Amazon. You can then go check their Amazon reviewer profile and see, okay, have they left any reviews for any books in my genre? Have any of those reviews been within the last like three to six months? Um, do they give one stars to everything that they review? Um, and so you can see like, okay, do I think this this is going to be the right type of person to get my audiobook? Because let's say uh, you see someone has only ever reviewed cozy romances on the Amazon reviewer profile and you've written a steamy romance, like you're probably not going to want to give them a promo code because they're thinking they're going to get a cozy romance and they're not going to get a cozy romance. And you're like, you don't want to you don't yeah. want them to feel like they uh, ought to leave a review for something that they're not going to like. Um, exactly. so, so yeah, so, and then on store origin as well, you can see when someone applies, uh, for, or a promo code from you or requests a promo code from you, you can see what percentage of, um, reviews they've actually completed for promo codes they've received from other authors. So if they've, you know, uh, been approved for 10 promo codes and they've completed reviews for nine of them then you can be relatively confident that if you give them a promo code, they're going to complete that as well. Yeah, that sounds good. I like it. Cool. Uh, yeah, so if I was going to jump back in and be like, I'm sick of writing video games, I'm going to go focus on novels again. Uh, <laughs> I'd hop in there and be like, I got to build up a new fancy newsletter because it's been too dang long, get in some group promos, get in all this stuff. It sounds, sounds great. Uh, any more like lessons learned or like you've heard, hey, this guy did it really well. Don't forget to do especially with like group promos and newsletter swaps, like where you might be doing it wrong. I'll throw out one. Uh, some of my early books that were like military sci-fi, more fantasy, space fantasy, or like, you know, Star Wars-esque. And those don't really go over well with the military sci-fi crew because it's a totally different readership. They're looking for different things. Um, any any other kind of like hints or pointers like that that you can 
think of on this um spot. i mean i mean i think i think that like just general advice like you know write to market make sure that you are you are writing stuff in in a genre that you you know and understand um because if you if you just if you just write something um you don't know whether or not without sort of any any particular audience in mind then it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to market versus if you have a particular audience in mind when you're writing then it's going to be a lot easier to write uh market and uh this is probably like uh like blasphemy or heresy or something to too many authors but i you know i would say if you look at most of like the top selling authors they are not the world's best writers uh they are the they are fantastic marketers though right and um essentially authors today are uh digital marketers who happen to sell books that they've written right <laughs> but not a lie your real your real sort of job is being a digital marketer but you just also like but also 90% of your time is actually the writing the books but like yeah. you have to understand all of that side of the business too if you want to make a go at being an author full time and to just take a step back from there even is like just understand what your intent is when you are going into writing are you doing it as a hobby or are you doing it because you want to make a full time living from it either either answer is totally fine, right? Like if you just want to write as a hobby and like put a few books up for sale, but it's never something that you're intending to like make a ton of money from, um, that's great. Uh, but you don't want to put yourself in a, in a middle spot where you confuse, this is something I'm putting out there to make money from it, but I'm also just hoping that it just naturally happens without me actually doing anything to make it happen. Um, mm -hmm. You have to, you have to, you have to come to grips with the actually, uh, you know, the business side of things of marketing and, and, and promoting your books. And so, yeah, so you just have to be clear with yourself up front. Like, what is my intent? For sure. All right, let's go back to that one I said I was going to get to earlier and say, do you have any thoughts? Could something like this be used as is or adapted to work for the indie game community or, I don't know, screenwriters, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? <laughs> I, think, I think someone else could start a business that's pretty similar to Story Origin in the like indie game community or, um, or likewise. I would say that I won't be taking storage and in, into those realms just because there's authors have so many problems let me tell you authors have so many <laughs> problems and uh there's <laughs> there's a lot of things that story origin can still do that story origin does not do which i would consider to be like low-hanging fruit where i'm like storage and could do these things and makes authors lives substantially better so i'm just going to keep focusing like drilling down on just making authors lives better um but yeah i could i would say like you you could definitely you know do something in the like indie game space or whatever the only thing that i would <clears throat> i would also be sort of cognizant cognizant of is before story origin came along authors were arranging like newsletter swaps like we we were talking about like we're gonna promote each other in each other's newsletters when they were like 
uh, before Store Origin existed. They were doing this on Facebook groups and using Google Forms, etc. cetera. Uh, so this was not like an existing behavior that I changed and got them to start doing with Story Origin. Story Origin just made that existing behavior substantially easier yeah. um, because it took 30 seconds to set up a newsletter swap on Story Origin as opposed to like going to a bunch of Facebook groups, posting everywhere, emailing people, blah, 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 blah. It's like more just a, a click of a few buttons on Story Origin. So um. So yeah, I would say like in the indie game community, I'm not really aware of them, you know, creators in that space doing something quite like this already. Yeah, me neither. I don't know. So if somebody's out there is listening, it's like, oh, I have already thought of that because it's already happening and I know everything about this stuff. None of us here do. <laughs> there you go. You can rip off Evan's idea in yeah. a creative way that doesn't. <laughs> Make him feel like he got ripped off. Become a billionaire. <laughs> go, absolutely <Something>. go for <laughs> it. Cool, Paul. Any anything back on you? Yeah, I actually have a question. So one of the things I found very interesting is that a lot of things we've been talking about so far today were really about that you've already written something, and this is and now we're dealing with like you know the newsletters and the email lists and the marketing and getting it out there. But I was uh, looking through the website, and there's a little section about uh, while you are writing, uh, track writing goals, plan newsletter content. And I'm curious, like, that was this something that you initially wanted to include? Because a lot of the material, as we said, it's it's all about you know the marketing and getting your material out there. But did you want to also make a resource for while writers are writing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> you know, authors. A lot of authors um, use, you know, do stuff like NaNoWriMo where during the month of November, they, you know, will track their writing goals and, you know, track how many words they're hitting per day. And they have this goal over the course of a month, um, but it's not really set up to do on an anytime basis. So Story Origin, you can, you can run that sort of process for yourself at any time. You set the start date, the end date for the, for how many words you want to write how and you put in how many words you want, want to write and then store origin will give you uh, how many words you need to write every single day in order to hit that deadline and then if you uh like skip days and stuff then store origin will update that number of words you need to write every single day uh in order to hit that deadline like the number will increase because you've skipped a few days right so store origin automatically calculates all that stuff for you and so even if you're an aspiring author and you don't yet uh, have any books published or anything like that, uh, you can still use that goal trackers feature. And that it, it, we haven't really talked about like what story origin costs, but there's a free plan and a paid plan. And the paid plan is $10 a month or $100 a year. It's, it's very affordable. But the goal trackers feature uh, that you're talking about is on the free plan. So you can get started with like tracking how many words you're writing per day and that was a feature that I didn't really have in mind when I was building store origin. But it's like when I was talking about how, you know, you've got five different services and like eight different spreadsheets, a uh, word count tracker was like one of those spreadsheets where they're, they're logging their words that they've written every day and they've built these graphs in Excel and built their little calculators in Excel and stuff like that too. Um, so store origin just makes that a lot easier for you. Oh, that's great. That's really good. I mean, yeah, like, as we said at the beginning of the show, this is really is a resource for writers. And I think a lot of writers might not really understand. I mean, we've talked about a lot today, 
but that there's really a lot of material and a lot of you know, helpful, uh, I don't know, products as part of story origin that really, you know, can benefit writers. I think it's really just a question of like digging through and saying, okay, that looks good. Oh, maybe I'll use that. Oh, I never even thought of that. And, and so that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, that is one of those features where it was, it was something that I added to story origin after I'd built like the universal retailer links and reader magnets and review copies and group promos and newsletter swaps. Like I'd built all that stuff too first. And then I added this uh, gold trackers feature <laughs> and a lot of authors. I think a lot of authors were probably like, this is not something I expected out of story origin. This is like totally unlike uh, everything else on story origin. Uh, but story origin is all about helping you like handle that business side of things. Right. And so a lot of authors were like, look, I like story origin. I'll try out this gold trackers feature just because it's there, right? And I like story origin. And then they try it out and they're like, this actually substantially <laughs> improved my output as a writer. Like <laughs> this changed how I write. Um, and and so it's kind of funny because it is, yeah, like I, I've heard this several time from, times from authors where they're like, yeah, I never really considered tracking my word count. Just thought it was there on store origin, started doing it. And then like, whoa, it changed everything. So it's, it's kind of funny. Like I'm always just hoping to build things that help, you know, help writers out in, in, uh, in, in all sorts of different ways. That's great. Okay. So, and so where can people find it? That is the big question. Yeah. So, uh, people can visit storyoriginapp.com. Uh, and if anyone ever has any questions, they're always welcome to reach out to me. My inbox is always open. Uh, you'll get a welcome email from me when you sign up to Story Origin, or if you want to shoot me an email before signing up, you can find my face, my name, my email address, just at the very bottom of storyoriginapp.com. I'm always super transparent about who I am, what I'm doing, etc. Uh, my inbox is always open. Okay. And, and the big question, this will be it for me. Uh, so what is its cost? Cause a lot of writers, they will keep that, they will take that into consideration. Yeah. So, uh, as I mentioned, there's, there's two tiers. You can be on the free tier that comes with like the gold trackers, universal retail links, direct downloads, etc. And then there's, uh, the standard plan, which is $10 a month or hundred dollars per year. And that's the reader magnets, review copies, beta copies, newsletter swaps, group promos, etc. Yeah. It's a pretty good deal for 10 bucks a month. <laughs> I would say so. Yes. A lot of people tell me that it's underpriced, but I like oh. to keep it affordable. <laughs> I know, right? You're like, your customers are like, you you shouldn't be, don't tell Evan that he's not making enough money from us. Just let him keep thinking you make, he, it's good. Uh, but I intentionally keep it, you know, super affordable because I want even those authors who are just starting out don't have a mailing list, don't have a review team, all that stuff. I want it to be accessible to them as well. Okay, that's great. Storyoriginapp.com. Okay, that, we will make sure to have a link to that in the notes. Yeah, and if you really want to find Evan, uh, he might be in Vegas sometime. So <laughs> no, in November. Look for that yeah. Face. yeah, second week in November, I'll be there. <laughs> There you go. Cool. Any last shout outs or things you want to make sure that we hit on, Evan? No, I mean, we covered a whole lot of stuff. So thanks again for having me on to chat with you guys. I enjoyed this. Yeah, it was awesome. great. It was yeah, our thank pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's great. And uh, listeners, please check out Story Origin if you haven't yet. Uh, let me know how it goes. Maybe you can 
uh, I mean, you can try it out together and we'll compare notes, guys. Come on. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, once again, please leave review. Ugh, I can't talk. Leave reviews for the show. We always like that. Word of mouth is great. And we appreciate you. I'm Justin Sloan, and this is the Creative Writing Life Podcast. And I'm Paul Zeidman. You can check out my screenwriting blog, MaximumZ at MaximumZ.blog. I've got a couple of books on Amazon as well. And I'm uh, still on Twitter at Maximum underscore Z. Like he said, he's Justin. That's Evan. I'm Paul. This has been the Creating, Creating, Creative Writing Life Podcast. I can't talk either. Uh, and thanks for listening. <laughs> stay safe, stay healthy. Most importantly, go write something. <laughs>